Peeps, it's episode 177 of the Speed Mentor podcast, and, and just picture the scene. It's late on a Friday afternoon. Perhaps it's even early evening. That's probably a better description of it. Early evening. And I have had a long fucking week. Heavy pressure working with the team, delivering numbers, business development, sales, dealing with loans, investments, legals, working internationally across Germany, USA, Israel, UK, Ireland, and more. The demands have literally been relentless. Now, now, building a business to create a legacy rather than a few dollars at the end of a week is demanding stuff at times. Now, ultimately, hopefully, um, it is a greater reward at the end of it all if you can survive the fucking demands of it in the moment. Now, there's very little time at the minute as I sit in this, which is my my favourite fucking armchair. I'm, I'm just thinking about this this podcast here. Maybe I deserve some fucking me time. Maybe I deserve some fucking me time. And you know what? I've actually fucking earned it. And to be honest, but to be honest, I'm not actually sure what me time even looks like anymore. Now, I instinctively know that 99.9% of people would take that op- option right now of some fucking me time. In fact, 99% of people would take some fucking me time last Monday. And look, they're probably the sensible ones. Who says they're wrong? But this is the fucking Chief Walrus. And I know to the tips of my wing... <laughs> the tips of my what? The tips of... I was going to say something rude there. The tips of my whiskers. That now is not the time to take some me time. And the reason I know that... I know that because I've got a fucking plan. A plan which is written down. Now, there's very little downtime at the moment. Um, But what there is... I'm seeking to put it to good use. And when I say good use, I have made a promise to myself not to take the downtime for myself because there's so little of it. It might be counterintuitive here, but I have made, I am making sure that I use my downtime to give back to the entrepreneurial community. Now, some may think that the little piece of value that I am adding back into that world in the form of this podcast, because that's all I've actually got time to add back to the fucking entrepreneurial world at the moment because of the nature, the difficulty and the breadth of my work. It's so intense at the minute. Um, And if it didn't, you may be sending yourself, or certainly over in Dickhead Island, they'll be sending themselves, well, the world isn't going to fall on its fucking axis for either me or for you if it didn't add this little bit of value back into the entrepreneurial world. And it did take some fucking me time. And it didn't bother to do the pod this week or this month. But you see... Sometimes it's the incremental stuff, um, which in and of itself may deliver little, little tangible benefit. You almost couldn't notice it. But some might say, don't bother with that tiny bit of one intangible benefit. Don't bother. Treat yourself. Skip the episode or skip the fucking workout or skip the fucking network event that you were going to. Or don't bother doing that last sales pitch because you're running on empty. Go and do something for me instead. Sure, none of these things are going to add up to much more, or add up to a row of fucking beans in any event. Now, that may be true, but it's the consistency of that extra push, of other people's knowledge that you're the type of person that never gives up, 
which attracts them into your fucking world. It's the accumulation of all the individual beans that eventually make up a whole fucking 10 of 57 varieties. Now, you have, you may have your fucking yellow pack and you may be happy about that, but I'm not happy with a fucking yellow pack. Now, I want the fucking Heinz beans. And you, you might need to be of a certain age, and you might have, need to have come from Northern Ireland to understand what the old fucking yellow packs are. But that's what I am all about. Each of these tiny wee bits, I could take that extra little bit of me time. I could take that extra little bit of me, and nobody would fucking notice. Probably. But it's the incremental little beans that they make up that are up to the fucking row that make the 57 fucking varieties. Now, some might say, the Chief Walrus, you've worked really hard this week. And you'll be working all weekend too. Why not chill? You deserve it. But that's the road to fucking mediocrity. Can you fucking hear me? So when you dedicate yourself to making a difference, to adding value, to becoming a leader, the ability to sit here on Walrus Island on a Friday evening in my fucking favourite armchair when the sun is going down... And all you want to do is crank out some content for their walruses. And you want to add some value back into them. That is a fucking beautiful thing. Whereas over in Dickhead Island, they're heading down the pub to blow their heads off with ten pints. And to sort of fucking erase the unfulfilling week that they've had. So, okay Gavin, okay. I can hear you fucking say you've gone off on a wee bit of a one. You've gone on a bit of a rant and what the fuck are you on about this week? And what is episode 177 actually all about on the Speed Mentor podcast? Now, okay, that was a bit of a long intro, but you see, it's all really about priorities. And the priorities are the things that set us apart. And where do you get your priorities from, folks? Well, for the hard of hearing down the back, you get them from fucking setting goals in your life. Okay? Just in case you didn't hear that, where do you get your priorities? And as you know, I've just outlined why my priority is to crank out a fucking podcast after a hard week. You get them from setting the fucking goals in your life. Look, even though I've done the work of three and a half inhabitants of Dickhead Island this week, I'm cranking out this podcast because I've made very definitive goals. Look, the headlines in my LinkedIn bio and the stuff I talked about in this podcast are all about making a huge dent in the world of becoming the greatest entrepreneur in Northern Ireland's history. I'm happy to be second to Andrew Cuthbert, as I always say to you. There are other details around all of the stuff that I'm trying to achieve, and I've talked about them before. But if I hadn't written them down, if I didn't think that every single solitary day, if I wasn't thinking about them, if I didn't read about them every day, if I didn't continuously push to develop myself to be aligned to my goals, if I didn't spend time visualising my goals, if I didn't listen to brilliant audiobooks and podcasts specifically selected to help me with all of the elements of the delivery of my goals, I too could be down the fucking pub drinking those ten pints because my life would have no definitive direction. And ultimately, I'd be fucking washing, when I got home from drinking those 10 pints, I'd be washing washing it down with a fucking yellow pack of beans, just like all those on Dickhead Island. Look, think about it this way. Do you remember when um, you were a kid, and maybe you have kids now yourself, and some kids would come home from school every Friday evening, and they would immediately do their homework, okay? 
Do you know those kids? Were you one of those kids? Or were you one of the ones who did their homework late on a Sunday night? Or maybe you were one of the ones who did your homework on the way into school on a Monday morning on the bus. Or, finally, there are those who didn't bother for various reasons to do any fucking homework. Either because of lack of interest or because of family issues at home or whatever it might have been. Now, I was most firmly in that last camp. I didn't give a fuck. I total disinterest in my schoolwork and either fortunately or unfortunately I had an ability to pick things up extremely quickly which was actually my greatest friend but also my worst enemy as it fostered my behaviours to scrape through with zero effort and, and maybe you were similar to me too or maybe you were one of the Friday night ones I don't know but the thing about it is, that was when we were kids. We can identify that in children. That was when we were kids. We can identify that in our own children. And I have a mix. I have one who's a definite Friday nighter. I have one who's, hmm, I wouldn't say Friday nighter, but a definite Sunday nighter. And I have one who I'm not sure about. But anyway, um, but we're growing ups now. And it doesn't matter where the fuck you were on the spectrum from your eagerness to literally not give a fuck about school to those who really did care. Because didn't know any better back then. We probably didn't have anybody fucking guiding us. We were immature. We didn't know what we wanted. Or even if we did know what we wanted, we didn't know how to get it. But there's no longer an excuse. We're fucking hairy-assed adults now at this stage. Well, hopefully we are anyway. Now, do you know what you want? Have you actually taken the time out of your routine to think about this stuff? Have you spent some time thinking about your goals, what you really want? Or is the only time you fucking think about your goals is when I'm bellowing at you on the last Thursday of each month? Are you spending some time actually working on them in between? Now, only you have the answers to this stuff. I can guide you. I can take you to the water, but I can't make you fucking drink. Now, how much... We need to think about this. How much of each month are you actually spending committed to creating, reviewing and delivering your goals? Now come on, it's, a, it's time for a bit of self-introspection here. Be honest with yourself. Treat this as the confessional if you have to. How much of the last month have you been committed to your goals? Hmm? I can tell you one thing. The answer is definitely too little. Be honest, definitely too little. And in many cases, you've spent absolutely fuck all time on it. I mean, do you even know what your goals are? How many of you have really written them down? How many of you are only actually holding them in your head? Now seriously, if you've got to episode 177 with me and you haven't written them down yet it might be time to get off the fucking bus now we can ship you out of dickhead any, or ship, ship you into dickhead any time you want we, we do a wee one way shuttle on the boat hmm you want to go to dickhead now if your goals are not written down you haven't committed to anything you're fucking you're, you're close to being a fraud fucking fraud do you hear me look you heard. You heard how hard I've worked this week. Okay? Is there any point in me dedicating the time on this pod if you haven't bothered writing down your goals yet? 
I'm sorry to be guilt tripping you on this, but sometimes I have to try different tactics. Now, honestly, it's getting to the stage where I'm going to start revoking Walrus Island passports. Because some of you fuckers are giving me a bad name. Now, I've mentioned this before recently, and I'm seeing a sea of mediocrity on my timelines on social. Where's the fucking ambition? What are you afraid of? Why are you not committing? Seriously, what? What is there to be afraid of? Commit and be fucking free for the rest of your motherfucking life. I'll say that again. Commit and be free for the rest of your motherfucking life. The more committed you are, the freer you will become until you have unlimited options. Just trust me on this. Until you have unlimited options. Now, it reminds me of something actually really heartbreaking uh, uh, recently. Um, as one of my um, very good friends actually uh, just recently passed away. Now, he was one of the, the loveliest, most engaging people you could ever hope to meet as a friend. And he was just the best crack. And we spent uh, many years together, right throughout our 20s. Uh, most of it, I would say, hedonistically blowing our heads off day after day. Uh, but throughout that whole period, the two of us were doing that, along with some other friends too, uh, I I somehow managed, I don't know why, there's a survivor in me somehow, I somehow managed by the skin of my teeth just to remain attached to a desire to want to do something more with my life throughout that period. Now, in my mid to late 20s, I can remember, and I think I've mentioned this before, every Friday I would tell this particular friend and some others that I'd actually done some constructive stuff that week and that it felt good. This was just in the in the mouth of a three-day bender that we would be about to go on every single Friday. And I thought that there could be a life, and I particularly targeted towards him because the others were, were doing some work, and I particularly targeted that um, to this particular friend and that we could have a life outside of the shabings that we were getting slaughtered on and the anonymous red-bricked houses would staggered through night after night, noses in the trough with the debauchery blowing our heads off. And I asked him every week to try and get something constructive into his life, to try and do something worthwhile outside of, you know, the type of things we were doing. And some of the things, some of the things I had going on at that time, like I wasn't changing the world or anything like that, it's some side, side hustles, such as I think it was an MLM, an MLM euphony, it was called euphony, E-U-P-H-O-N-Y, for phone lines, multi-level marketing, and a, and a phone card franchise, which did work out well for me in the end, actually. And I just started my property stuff, and this was all alongside um, a sort of bit of a boring uh, job as a solicitor in the civil service that I had. Now, I told him, this friend, that I thought I could make something out of my side hustles. And I didn't want to be the only one on the desert island sipping a pina colada in years to come. Um, which was how it was going to end up if I was the only one who was doing constructive stuff and he wasn't doing anything constructive in his life. Well, anyway, at the age of 27, I gave up trying and I was making my plans and writing out goals that were outside of, you know, that blowing our heads off life that we were leading. And uh, at the age of 27, I, I actually gave up trying to convince my friend. And whilst it took me a further 10 years of struggle to break clear of the, of the mess that we were in, ultimately <laughs> doing a sort of a renting, I did a renting myself from train spotting with the tomato soup and everything at the age of 37, my friend never, unfortunately, um, got out of that, that space in his life. 
And as I say, it's sad to say that we actually um, buried him very recently. That was a sad day, but he's free of all of that um, now. And we miss him, but he, he's free of it. Um, and I have spent a lot of time reflecting what the difference was between us both and why I managed to scramble out of the hole we were in and he didn't. And this is the reason for this episode today. And you see, it was the setting of sort of alternative goals outside of what we, we were engaged in. And it was my creation of narratives of new destinies. I was off when I was talking about that desert island to him every single Friday. Um, that that They were the things that, that I was setting alternative realities around. And I was writing down my hopes and I was writing down my aspirations. And then I planned to myself sporadically, you know, um, during that period in between the drink and all the rest of it, and creating a different pathway, a better life. That was one that ultimately he never tasted. And I have regrets that I didn't manage to help him out of that. Um, anyway, that's one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons fixing goals is so, now that may be an extreme version, or, you know, extreme story around fixing goals, um, but he never managed to fix one outside that life um, that we were living and that's one of the reasons why fixing goals is so important to me and to anyone else who wishes to better their lives. So what I'm going to do today is I'm, I'm actually going to do, I don't think I've done something like this for a while, I'm going to do a quick rundown of how I set goals. And if you apply this type of goal setting to your life, your life can take on a new trajectory like mine was doing out of my 20s. And then you'll ultimately gain freedom like I have in my life currently. So you might say what freedom do you have Gavin you're here on the Friday evening you're knocked your pan in all week and now you're doing but I choose to do this it's aligned to my goals I enjoy this I choose to do this if I, do, I don't have to do it any of this if I don't want to I'm doing it because I want to that's where the freedom comes in so here's like a, a seven or eight point guide I think a seven point guide to to goals and goal setting and dedicating your life to delivery so number one goals are broken down to um, down into three categories. I'm so I just want to say I'm dedicating this episode to my friend. Okay, I just want to say that before we set into goals here. Seems a bit um, of a juxtaposition to be talking about goals and where your life's going and ambition and all the rest of it when you've lost one of your uh, friends, um, who who didn't manage to to do that. Um, but look, let's if I can help one more one one other person to actually set some goals today, um. Well, then that will be a success in his memory. So goals are broken down into three categories and you must have a plan for each of these three categories. So there's A-type goals and these are essentially your short-term goals. The stuff that you know that you can do, the stuff you know that you can do, but sometimes you couldn't be fucking arsed. Like maybe, say, drinking a couple of litres of water a day or making sure you get a good enough night's sleep. So there's short-term goals, things you can do to build into your routine you know you can do them, but you just couldn't be fucking arsed because you're a lazy bastard, right? So that's A-type goals. You need to get a handle on those. Then you've got your B-type goals. That's the stuff you think you can do if you put your mind to it. You think you can do if you put your mind to it. And they're your medium goals. You know, your goals like studying and passing exams or, or working on a promotion. You sort of know you can do it if you apply yourself a bit. Um, and they're medium term. Uh, uh, and you need to, to work on those as well. Then you have... Your gorilla goals. That's my favourite ones. I, I love I'm very good to keep myself on A and B. I love working on my gorilla goals. Your type C goals. Type C goals. These are the goals that you'd love to happen. 
but you have no fucking idea how to get there because they're they seem so out of reach. Other people, maybe you can see in the news or the media or in your local community, have achieved them, but they're so out of reach that you can't achieve them. They're, they're your long term goals. Now, in summary, the A type goals are the building blocks for the B type goals. So they're the good habits, the positive mindset that lead to consistency of delivery and lead you to be able to deliver the B-type goals consistently. And only when those B-type goals are delivered consistently can you ever really get to the C-type goals, the gorilla goals, the big hairy fuckers that you have no idea how to deliver and that actually scare the fuck out of you just thinking about them. The genuine fucking moonshots. And they only ever happen if you are consistently delivering on your A and your B goals. No, no. Number two um, in relation to goal setting. Um, the next step after you understand the difference between the A, the B and the C, you've educated yourself on those. The next step is to write them down. Otherwise, if a goal isn't written down it is <laughs> in a plan, it's just a wish. You know, it's like a child making a wish. It's just a load of nonsense. You'd be better off just buying a lottery ticket like most people do um, if you don't fucking write down your goals and your plans. Now, take time to write down your goals. Work your way through your A, your B and your C. And your C goals have said your grilla goals must be fucking insane. They must scare you or they're not big enough. Probably for, for C type goals, if it was to give you a, a, an estimate on your time horizons, probably two plus years on your time horizons now. I love, I personally love doing multi-year plans. My longest multi-year plan has been a 16-year plan. But two years plus, if you're starting out, will probably just do, do just fine. Because if you're doing too long horizon, you're going to lose motivation halfway through. So probably about two years is a sweet spot for your first time really writing down your guerrilla goals. So for me, and I've written and talked extensively about this, it's about becoming Northern Ireland's greatest ever entrepreneur, having a huge impact inspiring others to be better and then ultimately leading a philanthropic life by the age of 60 onwards after clearing 100 million in my own bank account. Now, everyone has a different starting point and my first set of goals didn't look anything like my current or like my future goals. So they don't need to be the size of mine. They just need to be enough to scare you. Okay, so you have to deal with where you currently are. Don't be worrying about where I am. Um, the, so you, you you know the matrix A, B and C and C must scare you okay and whatever scares you wherever that is from your current starting point you go after that number three why not take things a little bit further so we're talking about writing down our plan writing uh, our goals why not create yourself a goal card okay create a goal card with your goals on one side and your gratitude for all your existing good stuff and all the good people you have in your life on the other, then keep it in your wallet where you'll see it every day. Now, I have my own branded um, goal cards and I'm happy to share some blank ones. If anybody wants to help me up, I'll post them out to you. But all you need really is a piece of cardboard cut to the size of a credit card, a piece of cardboard that you can write on, probably white. Um, it can be any colour, but anyway, write your goals on one side, your gorilla goals on one side. You don't need to do your A and B, but do your C goals, your gorilla goals on one side and, sa and sign your goals. So you're committing to it, you've signed them and then put a date of when that celebration is, when you're going to deliver by. Put a date of when you're going to deliver your GGs, your gorilla goals by and then put what you're grateful for on the other side. And this is an amazing little tool to help drive you on. Now, 
interestingly, just as as I'm sitting here um, thinking about this episode and putting it together, I, I took my um, Gorilla card, uh, gold card out, and it actually um, has an end date to hit a Gorilla Gold by the 8th of May 2020. Now we're now into October 2021, and I've actually there's two main elements to my um, Gorilla Golds that were dated to be hit by the 8th of May 2020, and obviously COVID etc. and gotten a little bit away of some of the delivery. But I have actually delivered one of the two elements, so 50% has actually been just delivered very very recently in the last few days. Um, so I've delivered half of them. So I'll be writing up a new one to push the fucking boundaries a bit further again. And you must do that with your own goal card. Now, number four. So once you've written this stuff down and committed to the consistency and the persistency and the resilience to deliver, it's time to start visualising your goals um, um, daily. Start this, Start visualising the delivery of your goals. This is point number four. Now, every single night of my life, as soon as I put my head on my pillow, I start to visualise my goals. Now, I cast my mind forward to the moment, that moment, that date on the fucking goal card, that moment of delivery, that moment of the celebration of when I hit my fucking gorilla goals. Now, it's this sort of type of visualisation which can help get you through the tough days and internalises the achievement even before it happens so that you start to believe that you're going to do it. You start to believe you're going to do it. Now, you need to visualise that way too. Number five, gratification deferment. Look, make no mistake about it. There are going to be some sacrifices on this journey. If you're going to achieve something that you don't even know how you're going to achieve, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. So you can waste time, energy, resource the way you've done up until this point and achieve or stop wasting the time, energy and resource um, and start putting that time, energy and resource towards achieving some outsized results that are going to scare you. Forget the things that burn these resources, the BMWs, the money you're wasting on cars, the scrolling through other people's shitty fucking timelines, the overindulgence of fucking restaurants and alcohol and shit like that. Build a fucking sacrifice plan alongside your goal plan so at least you're conscious of the sacrifices that you're prepared to make to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve before you fucking set out. So that's my, I, I, I've talked about it before, uh, my longest, my largest sacrifice plan was seven years long, seven year sacrifice, and I have talked about that before. That was pretty extreme, but it followed a financial wipeout. And um, yours doesn't have to be seven years of sacrifice. You just couldn't fucking stick it unless you've had proper fucking training in the trenches. So, Putting maybe 24 months of your life on a gratification deferment setting, a sacrifice plan, putting 24 months to give you the resource and the energy to deliver is a fucking game changer. Now, to be honest, I mean, seriously, the whole fucking COVID thing, it was a ready-made couple of years. Now, you may have been working on the front line and you haven't been able to use it as such, but it was a ready-made sacrifice piece um, built in and I certainly fucking used it to help um, deliver the changes goals. Now number number six on our, our goal setting is accountability partners. Now no journey, no journey of great endeavour which is what you're actually setting out on right can be achieved alone. No journey of great endeavour can be achieved alone. Just think about um, the great Ernest Shackleton sort of Anglo, Anglo-English, uh, sorry Anglo-Irish um, uh, uh, explorer 
Now, he didn't head to the Antarctic in the endurance on his own, because if he had, he would have failed when he hit the ice, and then he was stranded on the sheets of floating ice for months before he landed in Elephant Island. No, Shackleton brought a fucking brilliant team with him, uh, and included in your own team, which you must build just like Shackleton did, you must build accountability partners. Now, you'll have your own team if you've got a business, for instance, okay, and you'll be driving them on, but they may not be your accountability partners with whom you cl- you closely share your goals and aspirations. Now, you might it might be a mentor in your case rather than accountability partners, but you need people alongside you who understand um, uh, what you, it is that you're trying to achieve. So my advice is be very open about your ambitions. Don't just keep them silently to one or two accountability partners. I would put them in your fucking bio and talk about them on social. Tell the fucking world and you actually end up with thousands of eyeballs who are going to keep you honest on your gorilla goals because you know in that wee moment on a Friday evening when you're wondering what to fucking do with your time should just take some me time. You know because you put them out there you have to fucking deliver. Okay, it puts an extra wee bit of pressure on you but it's good pressure. So sharing your goals brings all sorts of people into your life um, who can often help you along on your journey to help achieve and fulfil what you are setting out to do, such as future employers who are in, or future employees, or maybe even employers if you're an entrepreneur who are inspired by what it is that you're trying to achieve, future joint venture partners inspired by your vision who who are delighted that they found some like-minded walrus like yourself. Now you'll be surprised how powerful it is sharing this sort of stuff out there on social and when you give talks or when you meet people at networking offences, don't be afraid to share aggressively. Number seven, when are you going to start? When are you going to start? Start right fucking now! Start right fucking now! I, I can even wrap this episode up pretty fucking sharply so I don't delay you. But start right now! Right now! That's real Northern Ireland. <laughs> right now, do you hear me? One final thing, just before I wrap it up. Um, I want to remind you of something. I talked about this, I think, before. The Harvard Business School Research. They gathered some evidence on goal setting once before. Um, I, I think I've talked about it maybe a, a couple of years back on one of the early podcasts. And so, But it's worth um, recapping. Now, a bunch of undergraduates were sampled around goal setting. And it turned out that 84% of an entire class had set no goals. 84% of undergraduates had set no, no goals. Um, of the sample that Harvard Business School Research did. 84, no goals at all. 13% um, of the class had written goals but had no concrete plans. So 84%, no goals, nothing at all. 13% had written goals but no concrete plans. And 3% of the class had both written goals and concrete plans. Now the Harvard Business School Research followed them up some 10 years later just to see how all of them got on. And do you reckon you'll be shocked by the outcome? Do you reckon you'll be shocked by the results of who did what out of that 84, that 13 and that 3%? You see, the truth is, is that we instinctively know this answer before I even fucking tell you. As it's intuitively, totally fucking obvious to us. Um, Yet so many of us don't write and make goals and plans even though we know it's good for us. 
Well, 10 years later, the 13% of the class that had sat and written down their goals but had not created plans were making twice as much money as the 84% of the class that had set no goals. However, the 3% of the class that had both written goals and a plan were making 10 times as much as the rest of the 97% of the class. Let me repeat that. The 3% of the class that had both written goals and a plan were making 10 times as much as the rest of the 97% of the class. That is fucking mind-blowing stuff. And it also reflects a compound effect of doing the right thing early. And the earlier, the better. Okay, now just to wrap up episode 177 of the Spoiled Mentor podcast, and don't forget to leave me a fucking five-star review. You've added some value on this Friday night when I'm sitting in my fucking armchair, when I could be taking some fucking me time. I deserve a five-star review, my friend. So start, start, start right away in relation to your goals. Um, one of your fucking goals, one of these short-term ones is to give a wee bit of value back to me. Start right away. Don't fucking wait until New Year. Because we're coming up to Christmas now only in a couple of months. Don't fucking wait until New Year's Day. Or don't fucking wait until next week. That's just a waste of time. That's only for those over in Dickhead Island. Start right now. You don't often hear me beg. You don't often hear me beg. But I'm begging you. Start right fucking now. And don't start for me. Don't do it for, for anyone else. Do it for your fucking self. Do it for your family. But just fucking do it. Whether you do it or not, it's your own fucking choice. I'm a man on a man.